everyone, and welcome to Coach's Corner. I have a quickie episode for you today where I'm going to be answering some questions from listeners. A lot of you have been sending me Instagram DMs asking me to talk about certain topics on the show. So the two I'm going to answer today are questions around fear of abandonment and a question around how do you really hold space and be there for friends without being life coachy or giving too much advice, which I think is a great question. Both of them are great questions. Before we dive in, I just want to thank everyone who joined us for the Inner Child Workshop last weekend. It was such a powerful workshop. You can still purchase the workshop. Just email jill at christinehasler.com if you want to get the recording. We have our next virtual retreat coming up in June, and it is going to be on relationships. So all about relationships. And I think we're going to make it for couples and singles. We're still deciding how we want to format it. But definitely, if you want relationship support, this is the virtual retreat for you. Y'all have been asking us to do this for a while, and we're finally doing it. And that'll be sometime in June. Go to christinehasler.com slash relationship support to get on the early bird list for that because we will be giving early bird discounts once we get the website and all that put up. Before I dive into the answers, I just want to remind you of how you can really shift your nutrient intake, your diet in a very, very, very simple way. And that is with Organifi products. You've heard me talk about Organifi before. I love their products, all organic superfood products that you can put in smoothies, you can make hot beverages out of. It's just so delicious. I really love their green juice. I recently had to travel this week and I made sure I had my green juice packets and my immunity packets, had my immunity packets on the plane, make sure I had my green juice packet afterwards to help me detox the plane yuckiness and the radiation and all that stuff. And it's so easy to travel with Organifi. You can also, if you don't like the individual packets, buy things in just their their tubs and scoop it out, put it in your smoothie or your water bottle and load yourself up with delicious nutrients. You get 20% off as my listener. Just go to Organifi.com slash over it. Again, that's Organifi.com slash over it. O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash over it for 20% off. Check out all their products, fill up your cart, and then fill up your body with yummy superfood products. All right, so let's dive into this first question, the fear of abandonment. So this is something that comes up in the show a lot. A lot of you have the fear of someone leaving you, right? And the fear of abandonment is a little different than the fear of loss. I personally relate more to the fear of loss, which is a little different than abandonment. Fear of loss is like someone you love is gonna die. Fear of abandonment is more someone you love is gonna leave. And we all have a core fear when it comes to intimate relationships and love. If you're curious to what yours is, my husband actually has a love blocks quiz where you can assess whether yours is fear of abandonment, fear of rejection, fear of loss, and so on and so forth. Just go to, and we'll put this link in the show notes, stephanosafandos.com slash love dash block dash quiz. You can take your love block quiz and, and find out you know which specific love block is active for you. Today, we're going to talk about the, the fear of abandonment. And often these fears, what Steph calls love blocks, prevent us from really going all in in relationships or really attracting aligned relationships or really showing up as our full healthy self in relationships because these fears really run us. So the fear of abandonment usually comes from 
being abandoned as a child. Now that can be an actual physical abandonment. Your mother or father left you or the marriage at a young age or really any age. And you fear, rightfully so, that anyone you get close to is going to leave you. The fear of abandonment can also show up if you had a parent that was maybe present physically, but wasn't present emotionally. So you felt neglected, you felt really abandoned. So someone can be physically there, but you can still feel abandoned. It's similar to you uh, you can be in the presence of another person, but you can still feel really lonely. So there's that distance and you feel that the parent abandoned you. Another way it can show up is again in childhood, if your parent was acting one way and was consistent and maybe you had a more secure attachment and then boom, something happened and the relationship switch, like maybe your parent got sick or they got in another relationship and they left you, they, you felt like they left you or they had a mental illness show up and you felt like, oh my gosh, where did my mom or dad go? That can manifest the fear of abandonment as well. And I'm sure there's other ways this can show up. You know, we always have to take into account karma and things like that. But if you have the fear of abandonment, it's most important to know how to work with it than necessarily why it happened. Knowing why it's there is useful because it can inform how we work with it. For example, if you know that your father left the house at five, you can go back and work with that five-year-old who was dealing with where did daddy go? But if you don't have a specific memory, it's really okay. Because healing the fear of abandonment really comes back to our relationship with ourself and our relationship with our higher power. So one thing I talked about in the inner child workshop, and I've talked about it a little bit on the show too, is coming into a human body is a really big deal. (laughs) We leave the spirit world where there's no pain, there's no suffering, there's no judgment. We come into the denseness of physical reality in our mother's womb, but the womb is still this oceanic, not really the real world in between place. When we come actually out of the womb and have to breathe for ourselves and are separated from our mother's heartbeat, we can feel a little, for lack of a better word, traumatized. It can be a really big deal being like, oh my gosh, I'm in a human body. And when we're in the spiritual world, and even when we're in the womb, we're very connected to spirit, God, the divine. And when we come into human life, unless that's really, really nurtured, we can often feel like there's a separation, that there's no longer connection to God. And especially if we endured any hardship, any abuse, we can really feel abandoned by God. And from my point of view, that's the deepest, deepest, deepest wound when it comes to fear of abandonment is that our spiritual relationship was severed at some point. Either we completely lost connection and felt abandoned, or we felt like we went through this really hard thing and where was God? You know, where where was our protector? Then that can translate to our parents. So parent isn't there. Like I said, parent leaves and it just reinforces this fear of abandonment. So back to working with it, it really comes to one, 
processing any of the memories that triggered this fear of abandonment. So going back and doing inner child work with the little one who felt like either God or mom or dad or all of the above left him or her, really allowing those feelings to be expressed because a fear will continue in our life, an issue will continue to present in our life until we're able to really release the feelings about it because it is the suppressed feelings that keep the memory alive because the suppressed feelings are attached to the fear. So as long as the suppressed feelings are there, the fear is going to be there because all of the suppressed feelings, the feelings never expressed are stored in the subconscious are stored in the body. Subconscious runs 95% of our thoughts, actions, behaviors. So even though logically we may, we may think, oh, this person isn't going to leave. I'm safe now. That was then, this is now. If we haven't processed a lot of those unprocessed wounds, it's still going to present as a fear. Again, because it's in the unconscious. It's, it's something that until we shine light on it, and bring it more into the conscious, not just by being able to tell a story, but by bringing those suppressed feelings into conscious awareness. Now, as I said with inner child work, to process your memories, you don't have to relive your trauma. It's not about remembering the trauma and putting yourself back through that. It's not about remembering the day your dad walked out of the house and seeing it and visualizing it and taking yourself back to it. It is going back to, let's say, that five-year-old and saying, daddy just left. How are you feeling? What do you want to say? I'm here. So it's not a replaying of events. It's an expression of the feelings. And this is always good to do with a therapist, a coach, some kind of really trained facilitator that can hold space for that. That's the first part is, is looking at, okay, where did this fear get seated and how can I go back and work with that younger part? How can I really express my feelings? And then it's about helping that part of us update our beliefs because as children, we take nearly everything, if not everything personally. Dad leaves, we think, I did something wrong. Mom abandons us in some way, we think, I did something wrong. It's my fault. I was a bad girl. I was a bad boy. I'm not worthy of love. These are all the beliefs that get seated. And so we need to update those beliefs. We need to talk to those younger parts of us after the expression of feelings and help them really update their beliefs and forgive ourselves for buying into those limiting beliefs. I forgive myself for buying into the belief that I was abandoned by my mother. The truth is I wasn't abandoned because of anything that I do. Truth is, mom left for reasons that had nothing to do with me. I am worthy of love because the fear of abandonment creates a lot of belief systems around our self-worth and around being worthy of love. And we have to update those. And I'm sure there will be a future caller <laughs> where I can work with this more deeply, but that's the start in terms of working with the parental abandonment that usually is the source of that wound. Now, when we bring it back to that spiritual abandonment, so many of us feel working with that is about working with our own spiritual relationship. So when I was working with my relationship with God and a time when I felt like God wasn't really there in my life, in my childhood, I first had to get my anger out at God. And 
Again, if the word God doesn't work for you, insert whatever word really resonates with you. I had to do an anger burn at God. Like, where were you, God? How did you let this happen to me? If I'm a child of God, how did you let this happen to me? And I had to just like have it out with God. And sometimes that's an important part of healing our relationship with our higher power. We have to get our anger out. We have to get our, where the F were you? Like, how did this possibly happen? If you truly love me, how did you let me go through this? And then a useful thing to do is do the empty chair process with God, where you're sitting in one chair, God's sitting in another. An empty chair process is something I teach in my personal mastery course, which is always open and available. It's just christinehaster.com slash mastery. And you do the empty chair process and you really talk back and forth with God and you see if you can come to a deeper understanding and connection and then re-engage in your meditation practice or your spiritual practice or whatever that looks like for you, whatever that looks like for you. So in summary here, working with the fear of abandonment is the healing of memories, the going back, working with that little one that believes they were abandoned by a parent. And I know it may really physically feel like that and seem like that. But that that little one inside, that younger part of us has to understand it wasn't their fault. So even if a parent left and you could say, okay, I, I really was abandoned. Like my dad left and never came back. Let's use the word left instead, instead of abandoned, because it will continue to reinforce that fear. And when you work with your past memories and you work with your relationship with God, you can see that, okay, I wasn't really abandoned because I never left myself and God really never left me either. Yes, someone left. Yes, it hurt. Yes, I had big feelings about that, but it had nothing to do with me. Because here's one of the most important things I'll say. The fear of abandonment continues because some part of us believes it had to do with us. Let me say that again. The fear of abandonment continues because some part of us believes we were at fault, that we were abandoned because of something we did. That's why the fear continues because we're the common denominator. So we're like, oh no, this is going to happen again because I'm here. I'm in this relationship. When you can unpack that and really release that belief that it had anything to do with you, that yes, someone left or you felt like someone wasn't there for you. However, it had nothing to do with you. So I forgive myself for buying into the belief that fill in the blank leaving had anything to do with me. I am worthy of love. And just because that happened with this person doesn't mean it's going to happen with every person. Love does not equal abandonment because what can happen is we get into relationships or we're afraid to get in relationships because we associate relationship or love with abandonment, with someone leaving. So we either block relationships completely or we get in a relationship and we're so scared of someone abandoning us that we become either needy or avoidant because like, let's not get too close. This person's going to leave anyway. So not going to let them see the real me, not going to show all my cards, not going to be intimate because they could leave at any time. So, or we can sabotage it by just not being great in the relationship and just push the person away. And then it's like, oh, see, everyone leaves me. But in a sense, we were pushing the person away because we were almost trying to protect ourselves. It's almost like if if you were bullied, you'll develop a really mean inner critic because you just decide, well, I'll be meaner to myself than anyone else can be. And it serves as a form of protection. So does the sabotaging behavior that can show up in relationship 
we're so scared the person's going to leave that we end up driving them away because it's like, well, at least we're in control of it. (laughs) At least we kind of know what's happening. So this is a, this is a big wound and a big fear. And anyone that has this up for them, you have my compassion. You have my compassion. And I really recommend the inner child workshop. I really recommend personal mastery. Those are the things that you know, really can help you dive deeper into any of these things. Even, even expectation hangover will help. If you have any questions about any of the programs that I do, any ways that we can help you more, just email Jill at ChristineHassler.com. She can walk you through the options and just know that this fear of abandonment is definitely something that you can shift. You don't have to live with it. You are worthy and deserving of love. And just because someone left in the past doesn't mean everyone's going to leave because that someone leaving had nothing to do with you. It had nothing to do with you. And it's safe to trust love. It really is. And you may attract or have attracted a few relationships in where the person has left (laughs) because we keep bringing things into our life that we believe are true and that need to trigger us or activate us enough to maybe look at our past. You know, that's where a lot, when a lot of people come to me for one-on-one coaching or a retreat, it's like the same thing keeps happening over and over. And they're like, okay, I need to figure out what this wound is that keeps replaying out in my life because I want to stop playing it out. And that's, that's what we'll do. We'll keep playing out things we believe, old wounds until, you know, sometimes it honestly gets bad enough where we're like, okay, uncle, I will, I will look at this. I will heal this. You know, we often try to heal the wounds of our childhood by making up for them in adulthood, meaning sometimes the fear of abandonment can create this, this neediness for a relationship. And we keep getting in relationship and we either keep sabotaging it or attracting people who leave. And it just reinforces the wound over and over and over again. And it's not a form of punishment. It's actually, there's on some level, you're trying to wake up and you keep attracting these situations Till you finally are like, okay, the common denominator in all this is me. So what am I going to do about it? And we stop blaming and we take responsibility in a loving, compassion way and we heal. I could say way more on the fear of abandonment, but I think that's enough for now. For those of you who relate to this, just maybe listen twice to this episode and see what you can unpack and work with on your own. Now for the second question, how do we give advice to friends without being life coachy, or how do we hold space for friends or loved ones that are going through a difficult situation without overstepping boundaries, without being life coachy? So this is a very simple one for me to answer. Obviously I have friends and I'm a coach. And obviously I have a lot of friends who are in this industry and who are coaches, including my own husband. I have an agreement with all my friends that if they want coach Christine, if they want that that part of me, if they want me to go into that, they have to ask. And sometimes if I feel like there's something really present and I want to offer them some insight or I want to go more into that coaching, I will ask in that moment, do you want friend Christine or coach Christine? And give them their decision. And if they they just want friend Christine... I will just hold loving space. I will just cry with them, not feel sorry for them, be with them, validate their experience. Oh my God, that sucks. 
that's really hard. I'm so sorry. I'm here. But I never cross the boundary and ask a question like, well, what are you learning from this? Or how do you think you drew this into your life? Or what action steps could you take? I never ever (laughs) do that unless I have permission. So if you are a life coach or therapist, or you just listen to the show and you have a lot of awareness and you're with someone you love and they're going through a difficult time, the most powerful thing you can do is just hold loving space. Hold loving space, see them, hear them, be with them. That's what we need the most when we're going through anything difficult is just to be seen and heard. Now, if someone you love is really getting into victim and they're rehashing the same thing over and over and over again, and they feel really, really stuck, then you can set a boundary and say, hey, let's just say Lisa, I notice you keep talking about your boyfriend and how awful he is over and over and over again. And I've been totally willing to hold space for it. And as your friend, I don't see you making any changes. I don't see you taking any action steps. And it just seems like you're continuing to suffer and complain. Is there something that I can support you in so you can take a step? So yes, we can call our friends forward. That's part of being a friend. That's part of being a loved one. When I'm downward spiraling or really in a yucky pattern or when my husband is, we will call each other forward but not when we're in the midst of something, not when something's really up, not when something's really fresh. We just want to hold space. You know, (laughs) something that really bothers me is when something's really up, when I'm sharing something really vulnerable with a friend who happens to be a coach and it's still really fresh and they try to put a positive psychology spin on it or they ask me like a life coachy question And I'm just like, okay, clearly you're not safe to share this with. Mental note, because some people are just uncomfortable with other people's feelings. And you want to be someone that can be really comfortable with holding space so that people can bring to you their deepest, darkest, and you can just be like, I'm here. And I'm going to sit with you. I'm not going to fix it for you because nothing's wrong with you. But I'm going to sit with you and just be in this with you and hold space. You can get as sad or as angry as you want, and I'm here. But the minute we go into pep talking, positive psychology, any of that, the person's going to feel dismissed, and they're not going to be as apt to share with you. Or it can create a weird relationship dynamic where all of a sudden that person is going to you for advice, and that's putting you in a position with way too much power because we always want to bring someone back to their own inner resources. Again, you can have boundaries. If someone's spinning out and downward spiraling, you can call your friends forward. But initially, we just want to hold loving space. Thanks for these beautiful questions. I hope you enjoyed the answers. That's our show for today. Thank you for joining me. Much love and many blessings. Until next time.